Hey everybody, it's Michael. This week's show, I've got my good buddy Larry McCoy from the Outdoor Group and Respect the Game TV on with me. Super guy, been in the industry 15 to 20 years, just like myself. We've been through the trenches together. We've seen years and years of stuff. This is a great show, great guy. Please check it out. You're listening to the Backwoods Life Podcast with Michael Lee. Let's go. What's up, everybody? It's Michael Lee. I try not to sound like a radio DJ when I do my podcast because I, I really don't know what I'm doing anyway. But I've got a great friend of mine. We've known each other for years. We've worked together for, for many years, too. Uh, Mr. Larry McCoy from Respect the Game TV. Also, he's a member of the Outdoor Group and, and their whole posse of, of awesome people that work there. Um, Larry, what's going on, buddy? Man, thanks for having me on, Michael. <laughs> We've actually talked about this uh, for a while. Finally, we're able to nail down a time because it's been ap- absolutely crazy this going into this spring, I guess, or this winter or whatever you want to call it. There's <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of everything right here. <laughs> a little bit of everything, that's for sure. So, man, it's going good. Uh, I'm, like I said, I'm happy to be on, and it's, uh, uh, ain't, it seems like the, the days are getting shorter, but uh, actually they're starting to get longer, but uh, not in my world. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say, in, in mine and your worlds, the days never get longer. Just the responsibilities and things we have to do mount up to make them the days really short. That's what happens. <laughs> that, that's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> well, uh, well, right quick, I mean, right now, obviously, you look like you're in, in the in the trophy room office there at home, so I figured you're, you're probably That's, at home today, but uh, wh- where are you at, what you doing, what's going on? Yeah, so um, fortunately, I am at home. Uh, after this fall, this last fall, I was on the road quite a bit. It was, uh, you know, we had to grind it out, boy, and make some stuff happen, but we, we got the, you know, episodes of the show and stuff shot, and uh, uh, so it's good. So I live in Missouri. Uh, and I'm at home in my office, man, and uh, just been grinding away on the computer trying to get caught up from being on the road. Oh, I know the feeling, brother. I mean, and that's what people don't realize. And, and, and when Cody Kelly was on with me uh, on a previous podcast. And, and I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I should feel barred for me or Cody. Either <laughs> but, but with that being said, I mean, yourself, Cody, and I, we all have similar roles. Um we work on the business manufacturing side for companies, and we worked on we work on the television side. And I mean, we really are in a position where people don't understand the level of dedication and work ethic you have to have to do what we do. And they think we just, you know, we just get to go hunting all the time. That's what really people think. That's it. Yeah, and that's yeah. not true, right? Yeah, no, that is one hundred percent not true. And uh, yeah. It, it does bring a whole another element to the, you know, throwing the business side of it for what we do. Uh, you with lethal, me with the outdoor group and, and Cody. And, and it's a, it's a level of responsibility that nobody would understand unless you're sitting in the shoes, just because of, I think all of us kind of cut our teeth too on the television side and kind of let, you know, segue into the business side and, does it has it created some opportunities? Yeah, it has, but it, uh, but it's it's a totally different uh, different responsibility than what people would assume. You know, like you said, having a show, backwoods life. You know, it's not like you and Kevin are just out there. 
oh man, we're just hunting. We're trying right now. We're just trying to plan on where we're going to kill turkeys or or whatever. Not the case, you know. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's likewise with us. You know, my day to day consists of, you know, a lot of emails, a lot of phone calls, lining up not only that talking about elite bows, you know, uh, talking with sales reps and sales guys and. Uh, being in a marketing world, you gotta you gotta work in conjunction with everybody and uh, to keep everything moving forward and and it's uh, it's definitely a chore. There's no doubt. It's it's a definitely a what I would call a a balancing act, um, yeah. to say the least. Because you know people think you know we're blessed to do what we do. Me and Cody, we have almost an identical conversation. We really are blessed to do what we do and to be able to go the places we go and, and know the people and meet people and hunt and and do those parts of this this job, but we don't have a normal life either. We don't have a, I, I don't get to go to work at eight o'clock in the morning and leave at five in the morning. You know, I don't, the, right. the, this this thing right here, and I'm holding up my phone, it never stops. Like, it, it, I get emails all night, all day. I mean, the, you're, you're the problem solver. You put out fires. You have to come up with ideas, and you have to go execute ideas that you come up with. So, I, I mean, and I know that's not even remotely what we're wanting to talk about on this podcast, but at the same time, like you said, until you've walked a mile in somebody's shoes, you really don't know how they fit. Right. No, that, that's 100% right. And I wouldn't change it, though. You know, like I said, and I know you wouldn't either. It's one of those where we're outdoorsmen at heart. You know, deep down, we're, we're redneck hunters that love to go hunt. And being able to talk about it every day, regardless of what capacity, you know, it is. It's still, like you said, we're pretty, we're all pretty blessed just to be the work in the industry that we love so much and, and be able to go out and, and turkey hunt and deer hunt and, and produce a television show at the boot. So, yeah, no, no awesome. doubt. And, and, and in your role, I mean, you're just like me. We just didn't wake up one day and here we are, you know, hopping on a podcast about how much right. we do and how awesome <laughs> we are. Um, you know, for the for those that, that don't know your your background or whatever, I mean, how did you come up the rank? You know, you know, a thirty thousand foot overview. You know, wh- where where was day one for Larry McCoy to to get on this path to be sitting here right now? Well, day one was actually archery shop uh, years ago. I think my, Michael, we we've known each other a long time. I think we came actually came into the industry pretty much the same year, but. Uh, you know, uh, some people, folks have heard of the show Heartland Bowhunter. It was just an idea that sparked between uh, two guys, and I happened to be one of those guys. And we, uh, you know, we started a show, that show, Heartland Bowhunter, and, you know, acquired a, a good group of guys, you know, and just went out hunting and it ended up taking off. Just the film style, everything was different. Then I went to freelance videoing and freelance videoed a lot of different folks and, and uh, ended up. You know, doing another show, uh, respect the game. Started, we're on our 11th season uh, now, and and it's uh, you know once we started that, it was just you know the outdoor group was formed, and and they come up and said, hey, you want to be a sales rep? I was like, I've never sold anything in my life. And they, they handed me a map that was color coded and said, this is going to be your territory. I was like, which color? <laughs> because. Some of those were pretty big, and I, I was like, "As long as it's the blue, I'm good." I'm good, and he's like, "Yep, it's the blue." So, I started off, you know, with the outdoor group too, you know, just freelancing, like I said, then rolling into doing some some photography work uh, for them, and then sales rep, and now I'm in a marketing role that uh, 
you know, so it's it's been a stair step taking what seems like yesterday, but it's taken a little while to get there. And, and you know, uh, I put a lot of put a lot of hours into uh, to get to where I'm at. That's for sure. And that's what people don't know. I mean, really, in this industry, everybody's got a different story. I mean, no, nobody there's not a blueprint to say, hey, Larry, I want to do what you do. I mean, you have to walk that walk. You have to go down into that trench and and figure it out on your own that, that's the biggest thing i can tell people like i can sit here and tell you these are some skills you need to have but you can't just wake up tomorrow and, and say i'm gonna go do this you know right. it, it, you you can but you there's a big learning curve that's involved and uh everybody's story different i mean like i said i'm 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 referenced cody and i's conversation because we had the same kind of deal cody's story different than mine is different than yours the different to what else is different and you know everybody right. out there that and and you have to find your skill set and you have to fine tune your skills and then it's really about how you do your job the relationships you have the friends you make and i, I firmly believe it's the the good people always rise to the top and so mm -hmm. guys like you that are out there doing things the right way you're being honest with people and you're working hard then you get rewarded for it it's not a Hey Larry, look, we just like your face. You need to be on TV. <laughs> I know that's a lie. <laughs> I know that's a lie. <laughs> my wife don't even like my face. <laughs> Is that why she's got my picture up in your bedroom? I didn't. I didn't I'm, I, oh. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh -oh. it's in the corner. She did get my She did get my Valentine's card yesterday, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but. Um, so, so you came up through the, through the trenches there, you know, you, you, you're at TOG, you, you, you've, you know, worked your way up the ladder there, so to speak. And, and for everybody that doesn't know, the outdoor group is what we, we refer to as TOG. And that's uh, the, the, I'll call the four horsemen stable in there is elite bows, slick trick broadhead, CBE sights, and Scott releases. That, that's, that's the bread and butter, the flagship of the outdoor group. Um, great products. Like I said, we, we've worked together for, for many years on, uh, with backwoods life and everything, using using those products. Actually, uh, I'm, if you, if you heard any noise a while ago on this podcast, I'm paving my drive or asphalting my driveway. And uh, and honestly, it, a quick caveat to what we're talking about because I'm getting to a point. Uh, the guy that's doing this that got to be good buddies with mine, and he because he he watched backwoods life. He came out here and he did a patio for me on the back of the house when we moved in, and um, he he got back down the road and he he called my wife back because I let. Beth, it's, it's got to be done best way, you know. Yeah, right. exactly. I know. I know. Yeah, I, I just let it be done how, whatever she wants. So then, anyway, uh, he called her. And he's like, "What does your husband do?" And he's like, "I knew it. I knew it. I knew that was him. I've seen every show." Da da da. So anyway, we've got to be buddies from him doing little work for me and my dad and and friends. But um, he came in here a while ago, and, and I'm in my office slash trophy room in here, so I got mounts that you can't see on the video here. But um, I got mounts all over the place. But uh, he was like, man, you talked me into it. I said, what's that? He said, I'm going to get a bow. I said, okay, welcome to the dark side. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, I happened to say, well, I got one right here in my closet. If you want to get into bow hunting, just you can use it. Don't sell it. If you get tired of bow hunting, bring it back to me. But it's one of my one of my elite bows. Yeah. So uh -huh. so that so that's you know we're fortunate what we do. We we do get new bows you know on an annual basis for the most part. I always take my old bows and if somebody wants to shoot them that doesn't bow hunt, I'm like here you go, go learn. Yeah. Just I said just don't get rid of it. Don't give it away or sell it or whatever. Just bring it back to me if you ever don't want it. 
Simple as that. Yeah, I had no. Yeah, I had no farmer uh, up here at the local restaurant uh, here a couple weeks ago, talking to me and uh, about his grandson was wanting to took an interest in bow hunting and stuff, and was asking me all about bows. And I said, "Well, where's he live? He, oh, he lives just over across town." I was like, "Well, you know, see if he's got time or whatever come over." So he he come over, and I and that's exactly what I did. I was like, "Here, we'll take this." I set the bow up for him and to where it you know get fit him, and I mean, on cloud nine, new bow hunter for just for, just for, I mean, we have the ability to, to, to help somebody like that. I mean, it makes you feel good to be able to help someone that's interested, but doesn't know how, and you can give them that, that right path to, you know, whether it be, you know, hunting deer or just going out and shooting a bow or whatever, anything outdoor recreation wise. I mean, we need more, more of the kids out there doing that and, and, you know, putting down the Xbox controller. And like you said, this thing right here is kind of taking over <laughs> the world and, and what we do. And it's hard not to live with it, but it sure is nice when you can, you know, set it down, go out, go out, listen to some turkeys gobble or, or fling some arrows or whatever, not have to worry about it. Absolutely. And and like you hit the nail on the head, man, it's our duty as, and, and I don't, I mean, you, you can call us ambassadors of the sport or what, whatever terminology. I just call us us. We just do it with yeah, like everybody us. else, <laughs> you know. But at the same time, if we can take some of the stuff we've been blessed with to pass it on to somebody else that gets them to the sport and then they pass it on to somebody else. Because you never know. That guy, the, the kid that you let, you know, have that bow, um, he may have a buddy that's like, Oh man, that's that's awesome. I want to I want to do it with you, and then you know, next thing you know, he's he's at the store getting a bow or, or whatever the case is. Or hey, how about dad? Dad never thought about bow hunting until now. And and I got people that don't they don't necessarily bow hunt, but they love shooting a bow. They got the kids right. in the archery programs in the schools, you know, things like that. That's just support archery all the way around, and, that, yep. and that's what we Absolutely, need to do. Absolutely, man. And like I said, it's it's awesome. Leaves a good, you know, makes me feel good to be able to help out for sure. And as it, as I know it does you and Cody and, and, you know, any, any outdoor personality per se, but like you said, we're just us, you know, we just, I just like to go hunt, man. I'm, I'm just an <laughs> old Midwestern redneck that, that likes to go hunt. I do, am fortunate to shoot a lot of stuff with a bow or have a lot, you know, shoot a bow anyway. And. So I'm gonna take advantage of it. I'm gonna go out there and sit in a tree and see what I can knock the lungs out of. <laughs> well, well, speaking of shooting them bows, you know, um, you guys, when, when does your trigger season open up there? Ours opens up in April, mid-April, usually second week of April, I believe. Third week well, of April, Missouri. I got you. Well, the great state of Georgia decided this year that we needed to push the season back a week. So instead of like the third weekend in March. We're the first Saturday in April now. Oh, really? I'm usually I'm usually tagged out by then. <laughs> yeah. So they kind of threw me for a loop here. It's all right. We got you know we're gonna go turkey hunt anyway. And they took our limit from three to two, and you can only shoot one a day. Oh, really? Yeah. So they got all that. They just straight punted us on turkey season. Like it just <laughs> like okay, just kick me right now. You know, because, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, there was there was one year, it's been a few years back, though, but Kevin and I were both tagged out in the first week of the season with three gobblers apiece, and Kevin killed his last two in one shot. So you can't even do any of that now. Yeah, yeah, you um, can't even do any of that. <laughs> but, but with all that being with all that being said, like I, I have hunted in Missouri before, turkey hunting in Missouri, 
and what is it like the, the first week of the season you can shoot one bird and then the yeah. second week of the season if you haven't killed one in the first week you can shoot two the second week something yeah, like you that can shoot two the second or third yeah week but they can't be the same day yeah so a lot of stuff and, <laughs> and then what and what time y'all have to quit at like one, one or two or yeah one o'clock I I, 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 I don't I, know I don't know either I don't know the some people say oh gold gives the hens time to go back to nest uh but I mean, regardless, what if you kill that gobbler the next morning? You know, the same amount of bird. You just, you know, you know say it's the same amount of bird you're dead. So, I mean, it, I guess it is what it is. They have the reasoning. Oh, the laws are there. We just got to abide by them. <laughs> yeah, and, and when what we do, we do have to abide by the law. Yeah, exactly. yeah, for sure. There is literally no gray area for us whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but, but with that being said, um, I know like Nebraska, they've got an early bow season, you know. I, that's, I don't know many states that have. I think Kansas may have that too. They got yeah, that, Kansas, that, Kansas that. does. Um, so with that being said, I, anybody that has followed me for years or knows anything about me knows that me and bow hunting turkeys, we don't we don't jive. Like I I get my old rotate shotgun out, I put that bead right there on the bottom of that last waddle, and I let that head get a load of lead in it. That that's just my style. But for those that do bow hunt turkeys and i'm not knocking bow hunting turkeys whatsoever it's just i just like down here these daggum turkeys down here have phds they're hard enough to kill with a shotgun <laughs> 50 yards some days so uh that that bow you know is extremely challenging i've had actually people that like they they have almost i think disliked me because i say i don't bow hunt turkeys like it's offensive to some people but in your world and and you know me what can, can, give us a rundown of I mean, if if somebody wants to bow hunt turkeys, give us some some quick tips there that to go by. The first the first tip I would give is is be committed to it. You know, how bad do you want it? Type of deal. You know, if you if you want to commit to bow hunting turkeys, you're going to have probably some opportunity. They would be opportunities with a shotgun, but you want you can't capitalize on them with a bow. Things have to just kind of fall into place. One thing I have done though is made a lot of mistakes. You know, I've made a lot of mistakes bow hunting uh, turkeys and bow hunting deer for for my. But it's it's made me a better hunter all the way around because I was able to learn from those. I was able to to you know not make that same mistake twice in those similar situations and and set change my setup just a little bit. Uh, but historically, it's it's about really committing yourself to it. And knowing, you know, where to shoot the animal, uh, you know, obviously with a shotgun, you're going to aim at the head and you're going to shoot them with a, with a bow. It's a totally different game. You know, you you got the angle of the bird. You've got, you got to know where the kill zone is, knowing that you're shooting at a spot, you know, about like this and, you know, being able to, to, uh, cause they're tough birds. I'm telling you, they're tough birds. I mean, I've, I've looked like Carl Lewis out there chasing, chasing around in the wood before, you know, uh, on shots that I thought were good, but, uh, weren't <laughs> and, and, and then running them down. So yeah, if I was going to give any advice, it'd be, be committed to it. Practice. No, you know, look at the anatomy of the bird. So you know where to shoot the bird, where to, where to aim, where to, uh, you know, uh, and just be committed to it. 
Yeah, and and that's the thing. I think that goes for the most part of anything in hunting that you want to you want to accomplish. I mean, you have to stay the course. It's, it's really hard to shoot one with a bow if you're sitting there with your gun. I mean, that's right. my my dad tells me that for years. He's like, you know, it's hard to kill a deer with your bow if you got your rifle up there. You know, yeah. and and yeah. I was and, and and speaking of being committed to it, I, I was um, hunting in, in Texas with with Mike McFerrin, You know, with Legends of the Fall. Yeah. Uh, we all, oh, yeah. we all we all know each other. Hunt together. Work together. Um, and and. Mike had this one buck that he's like, hey, man, you know, we're going to try to shoot this deer. And I said, okay, cool. I'm going to take my bow. I went in. But it, but it was the last afternoon. And I said, well, you know, it's last afternoon, Mike. I'm going to throw this rifle in here, too, in the blind. And uh, that deer came in. He came in feeding, and he was facing me. He was behind a couple of does. But he stayed facing me for 10 minutes. Never would turn. I have my bow. Finally, he turns, and he's walking. I full draw. He's at 20, 21 yards. And I'm just – I mean, he just needs to stop in a in a clear spot because all that Texas, you know, that grass yeah. and stuff out there is pretty nasty. And um, and then man, he he didn't give me a shot. And uh, next thing I know, he's pushing a doe. He's out there sixty yards or something like that. And I'm like, all right, last afternoon rifle. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't stay committed. <laughs> right. Right. But but with that being said, I mean, um, with turkey hunt, I, and don't get me wrong, I have bow hunted turkeys. I am mm-hmm. over, over. I have yeah. missed every one that I've tried to kill with a bow. I'll admit that. Um, and that's why I quit. I got frustrated with it. I mean, I think if I lived somewhere like a South Texas or, you know, somewhere that's just, you have a lot of turkeys, a lot of gobblers that you're going to get multiple shots through the season, I, I probably would go that yeah. route more. But here in Georgia, man, I mean, you really, I mean, most of my life growing up, you had to work your butt off to get a shot at one, much yeah. less, you know, now two. But, um but I admire those that do. I mean, I know, um, I think, and, and, and having hunted in Missouri, because uh, turkeys in Missouri act different than turkeys in Georgia. Yeah. You know? um, from my experience, and you correct me if I'm wrong, if you got a strutter decoy out there in Missouri, 90% or high, probably 99% of the time, they're, they're coming. They're going to get right in his face. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. They, uh... In a lot of the parts of the state, that's for sure, they do have attitudes, and they ain't afraid to show it. You know, there's there's another bird in their field. They don't want them there. <laughs> they're going to come, and they're going to come fast, quick, and they're going to either put on a show, uh, but they're going to – they'll usually read the script in a lot of cases. One thing, too, about, about archery hunting turkeys as, as well is, I mean, for some reason, like you said, you missed turkeys – Boy, they get under my skin whenever whenever I'm there. I mean, if I'm going to get rattled on an animal, like, like I mean, everybody's heart rate goes up, and, you know, you get the shakes on a deer and, and that. Man, there's been some times on, on turkeys where I've been like, it's just a turkey. Calm down. Calm down. It's a turkey. It's a turkey. I shot and missed one. This is no kidding. Seven yards. Seven <laughs> yards last spring. And I turned around, looked at Ryan, the camera guy, and I was like, if there's anything that you could do wrong shooting a bow, I just done it. <laughs> I mean, I didn't look through my feet. I was literally not, I didn't know where my pen was at. It looked like it was on him, but I, I mean, it was that close. And I was just, I was that shook, you know, and I'm like, man, but what do you do? You know, that's part of it. That's what it's all about. You know, I, I love that, that adrenaline and stuff, but just because, you know, I've killed a lot of turkeys with my bow, fortunately. And, and, and that, does not mean I won't pick up a shotgun or I'm afraid to pick up an old a retay and and go crawl on them because I'll tell you what I love to blister that beak just as much as anybody else does. 
and, and I will vouch for that because um, Larry and I and our, our buddy Philip Vanderpool and, and Kevin does back of his life with me. We were we all went to uh, Nebraska a few years ago, and I tell you, what, it was it was probably one of the most fun turkey trips that, that we've had. And uh, so we'll, we'll give them. I give them the brief rundown, and you can interject wherever you feel free. The first afternoon we go out, we go hunting, and um, they let me shoot first. Larry and Kevin are calling and filming, and we're all just sitting under a shade tree in a field where we were hunting with Brady out there. And Brady said, there's going to be a bird around here, you know, this afternoon. Okay, cool. We put the decoys out. Sure enough, we're sitting, I think we we're on Instagram Live. Yeah, we, Kevin, were. we were. And, and Kevin called, and I mean, I mess with Kevin all the time. We pick on each other left and right. I'm like, oh, man, I'm sure that'll bring him right in, you know, just picking on his column, which it wasn't bad at all. He called, and I'm like, yeah, that'll work. Ah, turkey go. I was like, oh, well, here we go. Now, now he's going to make me look bad. <clears throat> and it was, what, five minutes later, here comes this gobbler, just bowed up, coming to the decoy. And we were out there with, with Philip Vanderpool, and, and Philip takes turkey hunting to another level to me because he's going to have – the decoy's out, and he's going to have his main camera. He's going to have a camera in the blind. He's going to have two cameras on the decoy, a trail camera in the de – there's like seven camera angles that you've got to have going on to get this turkey killed. <laughs> I didn't even let the turkey get to the decoys. Like, we're yeah. sitting there, I'm like, you on him? Like, yep, boom, dead. I go back, and like, Philip, I didn't let him get decoys. I'm like, what, man? Come on, buddy, you didn't let that turkey get on there and put on that show? And I was like – <laughs> no, man, I like to kill him. <laughs> but so so we knocked that one out, and then uh, I think it was the next morning. You you me and you and Kevin, we slipped yeah. in that pasture, but yeah. like a back of a, a pasture. And there was a bunch of birds roosted right there. They flew down. They were gobbling like crazy. And I think some hens or something came out across. And we sat there long for I, my patience run out. And I said, "All right, Larry, let's go find them. They got to be right here." Sure enough, later, I get my just where we invented iPhone outdoors. So I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think I had like an iPhone four or something like that. I don't yeah. even remember what it was. And I'm like, "What do we do?" If, Kevin's like, "What are you gonna do if you see one?" I'm like, "Got my phone. We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna record it with that. It's, it's HD, Kevin, 4K, whatever it is. It, we got something." So here we go, creeping around the corner. I was like, "Dang, they're right there, Larry." What do you mean? I was like, "They're right there under that tree. There they are." And what are we gonna do? I'm gonna kill him. Let's go. So, <laughs> like I'm fixing to kill him. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> so I got my phone out. I hop over Larry's shoulder and we ease around the corner and boom. You <laughs> are. He's like, I got him. I was like, boom. And they started flopping. But you remember that tree? That old dead tree they're roosted yeah. in. I was like, I mean, literally, it was. They were. All the trees were one height, and there was one dead tree that just went up. I mean, not a leaf on it. looked like it had been dead for 50 years. And every bird on the farm was roosted in that tree. It looked like mm -hmm. a big old wad of buzzards up there. We're like, <laughs> if, if you can't tell where they're roosted on this farm, <laughs> Ray Charles can see where they're roosted on this farm. <laughs> I got technical difficulty in my ear. Let me see if I got this thing back working again. You still hear me? I can't hear you now. That's the problem. Hold that thought, America. We have technical difficulties with us redneck uh, podcast here. My built-in. Hold on. Now my computer's thinking. This is on. Now my computer's thinking. This is tragic. Oh, now we're back on again. Is that what we're doing? Is that how we're gonna be Apple? You don't want to play well with others? <laughs> now, all right. Now I can hear you again. Wow. Okay, cool. All right. Now, now we, you know, welcome to high tech redneck. So. 
Um, yeah. But but ask, you, but ask your question. Yes, that that one uh, daggum tree would oh. fill up with turkeys. And, oh, uh, there wasn't a leaf on it. I mean, you could spot them from, I mean, six hundred everywhere. Yards. <laughs> it was crazy. It was, I've never seen anything like it. Like every turkey on the farm was up in that one dead tree. <laughs> so so you know the the turkey hunting purists probably frowned upon our uh, you know bushwhacking that one and we did what we did i mean we're gangster on him and then we did the same thing i think on on one kevin kill we maneuvered around the field and finally figured out where they were going got in front of them but my dad said if you get in front of them you're the best turkey caller in the world simple as that (laughs) yep that's a fact (laughs) Um, but uh and and that's another thing i want to throw another big mike quote in there you're talking about when we're talking about bow hunting turkeys they're Uh not hard to hit they're just easy to miss there you go that's that is fact <laughs> that they are <laughs> that they are there's a lot of truth yeah. to that <laughs> well with all that being said man i mean i'm, I'm looking forward to turkey season uh, I, I probably will not bow hunt them but i'm gonna go turkey hunting anyway um what what trips you got lined up for turkey season oh i will probably start off in that kansas uh for the archery season uh, uh of course missouri here and Outside of that, I'm still trying to kind of plan to see what it is. It's the it's been kind of a weird, you know, turkey season has been weird the last couple of years to me. So I've seen, you know, things fall a little bit later, fall up. So I'm I'm kind of waiting to see how the birds act right, you know, early around home, so I can kind of get a better gauge on what they're going to be and and how they're going to uh, be acting like in Kansas or in, in Nebraska. So, but you know, I'm sure I'm going to guess wrong. But, but I mean, at least I feel like I tried. <laughs> and so I know Kansas, Missouri, for sure. Thought about maybe trying to go to Ohio and kill a, kill an Eastern out there. Uh, but we'll see. I, it's, it's hard to beat hunting the Merriams. So, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to do a Merriam hunt, I think, but, uh, <laughs> just cause they're, they're, uh, they're fun to shoot with a bow there's or a shotgun. I just yeah, like there's, there's no doubt. Um, Dad and I have gone, gone to South Dakota. To, well, we didn't go the year of COVID, but we went last year and the year before of COVID. And um, we got one, we, had, we each had one tag the first year. We did that in the first 15 minutes. And then <laughs> last year we went, we had two tags each, so that's four turkeys. And by the end of the first day, we were done. So, um, you know, and that what what's bad about that is we fly out there because that's like a 20-something hour ride from us from here. And if you tag out the first day, there's nothing to do in South Dakota in that area. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is, it's almost like being in jail. You get yeah. up at your hotel room, you got four channels, and there's yep. one restaurant and a bowling alley. And I don't bowl worth the crap, so that's not a lot of fun. And my dad is the worst in the world to keep entertained for lengthy amounts of time. So we've literally got that rental car, and we probably went from one end of South Dakota to the other, just looking at scenery, and there's nothing to see. Yeah, and there's nothing to see outside the Badlands. Nothing. We're done. We're done. But, well, man, yeah. you know, hopefully you have a great turkey season, bro. I'm, I'm going. Well, I'm going down to Florida. I'll be here in Georgia, of course. Uh, we're going to be in the uh, the Strutmaster Classic in North Carolina. That the, oh, are you? The, the little one day turkey hunt deal. Our buddy John Tate and his his guys oh, yeah. put that on. Yeah. So. Uh, John invited us to come be in that, so we're going to give that a try. 
see how cool. we do. It don't matter. It's just for charity, so we're just going to go have a good time. Yeah. And then um, I got a buddy in Tennessee. I've never uh, – I've tried to get in Tennessee one time with my buddy Jeff Gossett, and I, I killed a couple there. So I'm going a little bit further west in Tennessee. A buddy of mine up there has got some dirt. He's got a lot of turkeys. And I think um, we'll hit Texas and – that might be it for me. I'm 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 not gonna um, I'm not gonna travel the world shooting turkeys this spring, but I'm, it's gonna be busy enough. Yeah, but it's gonna be busy enough. I guarantee it. Because those some of those states you mentioned, that's multi bird states, and and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna take in a Texas. In Texas, here. you get four. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. just saying. Four. I'm gonna take my time while I'm here. <laughs> exactly. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. <laughs> If, if we're smart on the video side of this turkey hunting stuff, we go to three or four states that you can kill the most turkeys in, and we're done. Yeah. You turn yeah. around, you done killed five or ten turkeys and hadn't gone that, that many places and had a good season. Simple as that. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked about it. I'm going to break out, like I said, I'm going to break out the retail as well. And uh, <laughs> uh, the, this spring, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot a few with a bow, but I think I'm, i got a little bit of revenge to get on them. Uh, for last year, I did kill my biggest bird ever last year, but you know, I'm not gonna say, Hey, it was I scouted him out. The thing had hooks that long, and I passed up four before he showed up. Nope, not the case. He just happened to be the dumb one that came to the decoy. <laughs> That's exactly that, how it happened. And then I was like, that. Hey, he's heavy. Boy's got long hooks. And he's like, Yeah, that's the biggest bird, uh, you know, biggest turkey I ever killed. So, uh, but that's usually how it goes because I'm not a spur checker. A beer checker, but he's got a full fan, and he's coming to the decoy with an attitude. He's most likely not going to be leaving. In the so famous words of, of uh, my counterpart, Kevin Knight, and he said, you gobble like a man, you die like a man. It's <laughs> that's, exactly, how big you are. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> and I will say there's probably been a few Jakes that have died on accident because they just acted too much like a grown man. Yeah. So, I'll tell you what, they swim in Crisco just like the big toms. <laughs> you know? My grandfather growing up, he swore to God we should start shooting hens all the time. They eat better. <laughs> I don't yeah, know that. I didn't try it. I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, Missouri, like in the fall, for the archery season, you get turkey tags on your archery tags. So you can you can shoot two turkeys in the fall with your archery equipment, tom or hen. So uh in the in the past I've you know, there's been some years where I'm, I'm like, oh, man, there's a there's a big, here comes a big gobbler coming, you know, coming down the hill or whatever, a group of gobblers. And, and then there'll be four or five hens or whatever behind them. And I'm like, man, so theoretically I should probably shoot a hen. That way the gobblers will be, you know, they'll be acting right in the spring. And then that gobbler steps out in the lane and it's like, <laughs> like oh, well, that idea went to crap. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, we're packing the gobbler out. That's like saying I'm going to go go doe hunt with a buck tag in my pocket. Right, <laughs> it, it, it could happen, but if a butt walks out, different story, different story. Yeah, yeah. So. it is what it is. <laughs> well, good deal, brother. Well, um, I won't keep any longer. We've been on here pretty good a little bit. Welcome to our world for a few minutes, for everybody. Because this is how Larry and I talk like this. This is how we talk all the time. <laughs> exactly. Like for a podcast, is you know we we talk a little bit of business and then a lot of fun. So. Yeah. Um, you said you're headed to the NWTF, which this this may roll out after the NWTF show, but um, have fun over there. Go by and check out them retail shotguns. I, I like oh, to say my gosh, I will. I, I, 
may need an upgrade. May look one of them dirty twenties. That's I call them the dirty twenty. <laughs> they nasty man. They nasty. That's right here. Go over there and see Jesse at Retay and tell him that uh, Michael Lee sent you. I will. <laughs> He'll I will. either run you off or take care of you. I don't know which. <laughs> one. Uh, but man, uh, ha- have a safe trip there. If you see anything that I need there, get it for me. We'll cross paths. I'll, I'll pick it up later. <laughs> All right, that's no good. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> right on, brother. Well, um, tell everybody right quick where they can find out more about Respect the Game TV. Respect the Game TV. You can go to Respect the Game TV on Facebook or Instagram. You can go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, if you have questions or, or anything in, in regards to, to hunting gear, anything that we use, shoot them, shoot us a message, man. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, but yeah, just go there. Sportsman's channel Tuesday nights, uh, every night, at eight, uh, 9 PM Eastern cause you're Eastern. So I'll say that. There you go. <laughs> 8 PM central by the way. And then, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, um, man, it's, it's, it's fun going out producing and, and, you know, have buddies like you and Cody and, and the whole crew to first we all got to get in one hump camp together one time that'd be pretty no, entertaining no, no. <laughs> it, there would not be a lack of comedic content i will promise yeah. you that much oh there ain't no doubt there would definitely probably be some stuff bought for gag gifts or whatever <laughs> or for, yeah there'd be a lot of pranking going on i'm i'm sure of it <laughs> there there is no doubt whatsoever man well i appreciate it bud um, we, we do have some more news coming down the pipe with Respect the game, small town hunting and backwoods life involved. We can't say anything right now until we, we get it all nailed down, but uh, we'll, we'll just tease y'all with that. So yeah. we're going to expand our horizons. How's that? Yes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm super excited about it. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Well, we appreciate everybody listening. Larry, thanks, man. Always a pleasure for us to catch up. Uh, hopefully somebody learned something from this podcast and yeah. Know, thought about a different angle on something if not then maybe they were entertained for 30 minutes or so so (laughs) (laughs) well thanks for having me on man it's like i said it's it's always a pleasure to jump on and and like i said this is just like our normal conversation so this this is smooth sailing so (laughs) thanks for having me on man i I love being a part of it and uh and like i said i'm looking forward to like i said we've got nwtf coming up and then and i'll tell you what it's going to be streamlined turkey season that's right, man. It's, it's right here just weeks away so all right brother well maybe uh if you get get freed up there after you stuck a few with a bow want to come down to georgia you know holler at me let's get it we'll have to do that like i said i can still do her <laughs> i can still do her. i got i got two of these fingers <laughs> i can shoot left hand and right handed <laughs> all right my man have a good one we'll, we'll catch up soon bud all right we'll see you take care my all right bud Thanks for listening to the Backwoods Life Podcast with Michael Lee. I want to thank my guest, Larry McCoy, for being on this week. A lot of good stuff there. Hope you all enjoyed it. Next week, we're getting horny. Horny deer sense. Talking to my buddy, Scott Pratt. You won't want to miss this one. We are just nuts together. And I mean that in the purely cleanest sense possible. Thanks for listening.